gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. And hello, all the gorgeous. You all day. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Jess and I literally talk to each other an average of 90 times a day. And that's putting it lightly. Yeah, I was like, no, we literally <laughs> that's underestimating. We spend breakfast, lunch, dinner, bathroom breaks. We're way too personal. It's awful. Welcome into our world, guys. The bathroom break. She's not lying. That really happens. Yeah, the FaceTime ones are the best. Wink, wink. Anyway, ladies, welcome to podcast number two of Get Fresh with Jules and Jess. See, this time I'm right into it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Every time I hear a jingle, I think of Full House every single time. Yes, literally Jules is like, "Oh, so you're going to do a jingle." And I was like, "I can't be the only person that like immediately thinks of Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey in the basement. That is goals. Still goals. think about it. I couldn't even <laughs> I'm glad I thought of Uncle Joey's name this time. I always get too distracted by John Samos. So, yes. Um Uncle yes. Jesse was everybody's heartthrob. Don't tell me that you were not like seven years old questioning everything. <laughs> yes, definitely. You're like, I'm seven. Why is this 40-year-old man? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> That's where daddy began. So well, that is that is where daddy started. You are so right. Okay, well, oh let's God. not. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, ladies. So this week, our podcast is about the million dollar question in the universe, in our lives. And that is consistency. Consistency is key and it is so important. But why is it so hard to be consistent when sometimes you just really don't feel like doing it, man? But it is so important because when we get one flat tire, we don't slash the other three, do we? That's right, Yoda, Julie, we do not. I think that when it comes to motivation and consistency, the main common thread, and guys, when I say we read over 300 applications for the Say Yes to Success Challenge, and man, first of all, I mean, I know I think I shouted y'all out last time, but I'm going to shout you guys out again. One of the most diverse group of just amazingly strong, independent women all coming from different walks of life, facing different, you know, challenges and things throughout their journeys. And what we found to be so true for like, I would say almost everybody, including ourselves, mm -hmm. is the common thread that I just can't seem to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. And that goes for anything. Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I get the most out of all the topics I get DM'd about the question I get the most is this. How do I stay consistent? How are you so motivated? How can I be motivated? It's all kind of along those lines. But here's the thing. When I kind of like get into the nitty gritty with people and I start asking them questions, I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing or whatever? Well, I did Weight Watchers for a month and I lost only four pounds. Okay, what's wrong with losing four pounds? There's nothing wrong with losing four pounds, ladies. Mm -hmm, why are we good. getting upset? Yeah, why are we getting upset <laughs> over losing four pounds? And then, mm -hmm. you know, what's happening is you're in your Weight Watchers meetings, maybe you're doing it with a friend, or you follow all these Weight Watchers girls on Instagram, and you start comparing yourself. And you're like, well, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what's wrong with four pounds. Um, I'm doing Weight Watchers with my friend Susie, and Susie lost seven pounds by now. That's almost double mm -hmm. what I lost in the same amount of time. 
well, you don't know what Susie's going through in her life. You don't know. Susie genetically might be able to lose weight way easier than you can. Stop getting so hung up on the comparison. That's just number one about consistency and motivation and in life. Let's stop comparing ourselves. And with the comparison too, I mean, it's so easy to, like you said, like you see stuff on social media and like, let's be real. I've talked about glamorizing any kind of fitness program on social media before. Um, Because, you know, as human beings, we want that instant gratification. And it's like, we're all victim to playing that whole scenario in our head. Well, I've been doing this so consistently for two weeks. I haven't, I haven't deviated at all from my program and I'm not seeing the results that, you know, my Instagram program told me in 15 days, I'm going to have a six pack. (laughs) Like, hell yeah, I wish. Um, We all wish girl, but listen, I mean, we're all victim to it, but at the same time, we got to talk about sustainable change. And I think that it's huge that you mentioned the four pounds loss in four weeks. Um, That's massive. Like when I hear that as someone who works in the fitness industry, I'm like, that's exactly the sustainable change that I'm looking to see, because I know that it's something that you stuck with. You lost it over time. More often than not, when it's a small weight loss, it is like typically the fat that you are losing, which we're all going for. Um, But when I break it down and I'm writing any kind of program or I'm running any kind of specific programming to increase one, you know, muscle group or lose weight, whatever it is, it is a six to eight week program. So when we're talking about like seeing results in two to four weeks, that four week mark, that crucial four week mark is when you just start to get into the consistency of your routine. Your body is now responding to the consistency. Your body is getting used to and preparing yourself to attack your workouts. It's recovering properly. So like that six to eight weeks, that four weeks, that's when we see people give up. That's when we see people drop out. And it's like those next three to four weeks, that's what's going to really make the sustainable change last. And that's what you're going to see results because others are going to see it first. I mean, look at us. Literally, I would like go without a couple weeks without seeing you and I'd see you and I'd be like, oh my God, Julie, you look great. And you're like, oh no, I'm having like a fat day today or whatever it was, you know? And it's like other people are going to see it before you see it too. And I think that that's really, really valid and huge to mention. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing about being consistent is not quitting. So if you've lost four pounds in four weeks, why are you quitting? Mm-hmm. Because Jess, Jess, how many weeks are in a year? Are you going to make me do math? It's 52, right? <laughs> it's 52. If you lost one pound a week, every week in the year, you would have lost 52 pounds at the end of the year. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. be proud of losing 52 pounds at the end of the year? Okay. Yeah. Um. And then I do have like a little story that I want to tell because I feel like it's kind of on like theme of what we're talking about. And it's important to note that everybody's journey is different, right? We already know that. That's how kind of we've, we've done our entire programming for Say Yes because of this fact. Okay. Let me tell you a little story. Some of you might already know this because I've talked about it on Instagram, but um, last September, September of 2019, I committed myself fully to my health. I decided to do the Insanity program, um, which some of you may be familiar with through Beachbody. Um, however, I actually like had it illegally on my computer from a friend like, a million <laughs> years ago. So I don't know. No even, one tell like, the FBI. <laughs> yeah, don't tell the FBI on me. It was I, I've I've done it in the past. I was too poor to afford it. A friend helped me out. And it's just kind of been my like trusty go-to over the years. So I'm like, whenever I don't know what to do, it's what I fall back on because it's worked for me in the past. It's extremely challenging. And truthfully, it's a great program. You need no equipment or a gym membership. So it's like, what's better than that? So I, I did that just 
I did that workout program six days a week for two weeks. I drank one whole gallon of water every single day. And when I say every day, Jess, I mean every single day. And I Mm -hmm. ate so clean. Like I'm talking prior to this, I was eating out at restaurants for three meals a day, fast food. There would literally be some times where I would have a Chick-fil-A bag from breakfast, a McDonald's bag from lunch and Wendy's from dinner. And they would all be in my car floorboard and I would be so embarrassed. So you Mm -hmm. have to imagine I was going from eating like that to eating at home for all my meals, planned, healthy meals. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know how much weight I lost at the end of two weeks? I gained seven pounds, Jess. I gained seven pounds, y'all. And I was so upset. I yeah. went on Instagram and I was talking to my followers, aka like my 50 followers that I had at the time. At the time, how crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And shout out to Summer, who's in this program. But Summer reached out to me and she was like, hey, like I have this thing called insulin resistance and PCOS. It sounds very similar to what you're talking about. I really think you should go see my doctor. And so I did. And I went to see her doctor and I cried and cried to this doctor. I was like, you don't understand. Like, I know people come in here and tell you that they do these things, but like, I swear on my life, I'm actually doing Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not just saying it. And she looked at me and and she was like, you're textbook insulin resistant. She was like, I'm going to test you, but I'm telling you that you're insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously my, my blood work came back and I was, um, So it's like not, unless you're gaining weight guys, like there's, there's exceptions to this rule. Right. And yeah, 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 yeah. I have done weight watchers in the past while I was probably still insulin resistant. And I honestly, like the leaders were like, you should, I'm looking at your logs. You're saying you're logging everything. Like you really should be losing more weight than you are. Like I'm talking, I would lose 0.2 every week. Like mm-hmm. those kind of like losses when you're following a really strict program, they literally were mm-hmm. like, you need to go to the doctor. And I was so terrified of going to the doctor that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is turning into a really yeah. long tangent, but I just think it's really important. And it's like <laughs> a huge part of like my overall message for you guys. And there's been my story who have gone to the doctor and had their lives changed because of this. And like, yeah. if Summer hadn't shared that with me, I never would have gone to the doctor and I never would have realized it. So if you do have the suspicion, mm-hmm. here's my like, um, my like little commercial, but like seriously go to the my doctor. My soapbox. <laughs> my soapbox. Yeah. It's happening. So anyway, that no, was my tangent. listen, I honestly, I think that it's huge that you mentioned this because I'm going to like hearing, I obviously I've heard your story before sitting over here like, oh, tell yeah, me she's more. acting so surprised. Um, <laughs> but like the whole thing is um I love that that was your experience because now I'm gonna explain the different side of it and the different side of it is what my experience was so I I don't have um any kind of like medical or anything going on um but what what was interesting to me is okay because I kind of went through a similar thing I 
when I first, first went on my weight loss journey, like how this was all triggered. And I think that I've told you this story before, but I honestly don't know how many people I've told this to like people who I've worked with who would have been there when this happened. So when I was, um, I had to have been like just graduated out of college and it was probably when I was at my heaviest weight. Like I was just in really bad habits. I was unhappy. I was unhappy with my job. You know, just, there was nothing in my life. Like at that point that was really like positive. And that sounds so depressing and like, don't get me wrong. I know I'm edged, but at the same time, you know, like for me, it was the end of the world and I was at a dead end job. I didn't really have any clue what was next for me, but I was an adult. I was supposed to be an adulty adult and like had nothing at all going on. I was at work and I was wearing a tight shirt. And I remember someone came up to me at the time. I guys, I think I was like 23, maybe 24. And I carry all my weight, like very central. And I had a customer, I was working at the mall. She came up to me and she put her hand on my stomach and was like, you are the cutest pregnant girl ever because no. I was so yes I was so tiny everywhere else I literally went home and bawled my eyes out and I went to the gym like I that night I went to the gym I went to Orange Theory that was like one of like not my first Orange Theory class but I was at Orange Theory at that point and I go to my coach and I'm like sobbing to him and I was like I was after class. So, you know, the layout of the orange theory class, like I was the member I stuck behind and I went to my coach. His name was Zach. If you ever hear this coach, Zach holla at you, but he was like, I was like, Zach today I was at work. And like, I told him the whole story. I'm crying to this OTF coach who like, by the way, I maybe took his class like three times and he was like, okay, so tell me what's going on. And I was like, I don't get it. I come to Orange Theory four times a week. I eat healthy. I don't snack. I drink a lot of water. I'm on my feet all day at work. And he was like, okay, I want you to go home. I want you to go on your email. Here's my personal email. He's like, I want you to write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I want you to list out to me what time you come to OTF. I want you to write out what you're eating. I want you to write out what your daily habits, like how many water, how much water you're intaking, right? Just track it for a week. Don't do anything differently, right? So over the next week, I kind of start to fill out my little calendar, like little homework you assigned me. And I think it was Wednesday, only Wednesday, like out of the week. And I sat down and I looked at the calendar and I was like, okay, I've already late canceled two OTF classes, which is very typical for me. Um, yeah. I've drank in a total, I think in the past three days of a gallon of water. Um, I ate pretzels for dinner yesterday. Like it was like amazing that just sitting down and like actually writing my habits out and looking at them. I sent him an email. You bet your ass I sent him an email. And I was like, Hey coach Zach, I just wanted to say thank you for the wake up call. Because as I'm sitting here listing out what I do on a day to day basis, I realized how how inconsistent, how unmotivated I really am. Like I am fulfilling a sob story. I'm crying about somebody asking me if I'm pregnant. And then I'm going into the back room at work and eating my ramen noodles and pop tarts and having zero exercise. (laughs) Like, you know, so it was just like a huge wake up call for consistency for me. And, and that kind of gets into like what motivates me, which I think is huge and a segue to like what we want to talk about next, which is motivation, what it is, what motivates us personally and trying to like find your personal motivation. I think your take on this is super interesting because we have had this conversation before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think motivation is just, it's a hard, it's a hard topic. Like everybody has a different answer. I've been known to say in the past, there's no such thing as motivation, mm-hmm. but I mean, there kind of is, it just ebbs and flows. Like 
I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not hard to be consistent. It freaking is hard to be consistent. Okay. But, but the reality is, is that it all boils down to choosing a program that's sustainable for you. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, and you have to be honest with yourself. Like over the past week, Jess and I have had, um, you know, calls with girls talking to them about what they're doing, what their current lifestyle is. And I know when I ask them this question, I've asked everybody, tell me like, what's a typical day in your life? And of course, do it too. So this is how I know you all are doing it. When somebody <laughs> asks that question, you go, okay, well, I wake up and I do my workout and I drink my first 32 ounces of water. And then I eat a boiled egg for breakfast. And then <laughs> I don't, sn- I don't snack at all. And I have no coffee or soda. And then for lunch, I do- and it's like, you kind of like say what you want to be doing that maybe you're right. not actually doing it. And mm-hmm. I think that like being honest with yourself is a huge step. Like first step that you have to do, like in general is just like Jess said, you have to have that wake up call with yeah. yourself. So that's like step number one. Step number two is starting to do something about it. Okay. Oh, so you yeah. start to recognize where the changes need to be made. And then mm-hmm. you, but you have to choose something, like I said, that you don't dread because if mm-hmm. you dread it, then you're not going to stick to it. Point blank. Yeah. That's it. If it cannot dread, be, it cannot be a punishment. Like, no, no. no. And it oh. can't be like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it, Jess. I'm going to say it like the keto diet. Okay. So many people are successful on it and they lose so much weight. And the minute they stop doing it, they gain the weight back. You have mm-hmm. to choose something that's sustainable, something that a way of eating that you enjoy. And the reason people stop doing keto is because they don't enjoy eating keto. They do yeah. it because they know they can lose a lot of weight quickly doing it. You have to mm-hmm. choose something that you really, truly enjoy doing and something that can be a sustainable lifestyle forever. And I know that you've heard everybody say it, but it is just the truth. And then mm-hmm. from there, you get, you start seeing results. Yes. Results. And from there comes your motivation. And that's the cycle. So results are like my, and I I specifically talked like about this in my one-on-one because everyone who's listening to this, who had a one-on-one is like to coach Jess's all of you because it will always be true since I am queen of excuses and Julie is the reigning king and um we <laughs> both just like go back and forth and giving our each other our excuses like I have realized in fitness there is so much ego in this industry there are so many people who want to tell you exactly what you should be doing write you a plan for success right I could literally look at Julie and say all right Julie here's what you need to do every single day of the week to get your ideal goals hit That could be great for Coach Jess. That could be ideal in writing. But when you try to apply it to your actual life, there are two huge things that hinder it. Number one, it's not excuse proof. So that's what's going to break your consistency, having the time to make the excuses. A couple things that really help get rid of those excuses are having a set plan, knowing exactly what you're going to work, when you're going to work it, having a date for yourself and having it on the calendar. Because if you have to sit there and say, okay, I just got off work. It's 5 p.m. Uh, I have to go work out my upper body today. What should I do? Should I do dumbbells? Should I do cables? I'm already at the point where I'm like processing thinking, which means I'm going to have time to go, well, the bachelor's on tonight. And ooh, mm-hmm. my boyfriend popped a bottle of wine. And ooh, there come the excuses. So it has to be excuse proof right. if you want 
to have the consistency. So knowing exactly what you're going to do on what days and then sticking with that program and that plan for four to six to eight weeks, whatever it is until you reach your goal and then you change your program. The other yeah. part of it is the quote unquote fun factor, which does not, I'm sorry, but like, I don't care who you are. You will never convince me. And I work in fitness. You will never convince me to get like happily excited to go put myself through a strenuous, rigorous workout. That's actually going to improve me. Something that's going to sustain mm -hmm. me. Okay, sure. I can go for a jog and enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But like, does my alarm go off? For the record. <laughs> <laughs> for the record I cannot <laughs> there are those people too and like I totally totally get that um but like do do you think that at some point you achieve this level where your alarm is gonna go off at 4 30 a.m and you're gonna be like hell yeah I get to feel awful for the next 60 minutes and I'm gonna love mm -hmm. it afterwards like I'm sorry but to me I just don't see that happening but you bet your butt that when I look in the mirror, when I'm done working out and I get like that little pump or like I have that afterglow, that little sweat. And I like just knew that I accomplished and worked and like was capable and empowered myself. Now that's motivating that feeling yeah. right there that nobody can take from you that like you just conquered something like you just pushed your body to the limits and you survived came out the other side stronger. Like no one can take that from you. That is your moment of empowerment. That is your moment of control. Julie, I have to yep. drop the bomb. I'm going to say we are women here as a roar. Like, yes, I get hyped on it, man. I get so yes. hyped. Yes, ma'am. You know, the thing is, is there's just different tools that you can do that are motivating. Like, you know, I think it's hard, especially in like your first week of starting something, you're looking in the mirror more than likely at a person that you don't recognize that you're not proud of and you just have like all these negative feelings surrounding yourself you're like I love I I've heard this a lot from people too I love the person that I am and I want to learn to love the person staring back at me in the mirror how many of you can relate to that I feel like a lot of you can because at the end of the day you know that you're funny as hell you're mm -hmm. hot you're a good person but like you just aren't happy with where you are in your current journey the best thing that you can do is take those pictures, take those videos, like your first day in the gym, like do a little fit test for yourself. Like try to do mm -hmm. as many pushups as you can until failure, do as many jumping jacks until fit, like do all of those things and write those numbers down and then do that exact fit test 30 days from then. There's mm -hmm. nothing more motivating than seeing that number double. There's yes. nothing more motivated than watching videos of you working out, doing the same exercises and not struggling and doing double the weight. Who doesn't mm -hmm. want to be stronger? I'm sorry. Who doesn't? There's yeah. nothing more motivating than that to me. And you're talking to a girl, guys. Like, it's easy to look. No offense to Coach Jess. But it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to look at somebody like Coach Jess and just go, well, you know, she just, you know, she's just lucky. She just has good genetics and you know, whatever, but like coach just has been chunky. She has. And, you know, maybe she, she's never been 200 pounds. She's never been 300 pounds for it. She's never weighed that much, but she's been her own version of unhappy with herself. Yeah. And, you know, but right. I'll tell you guys right now, like, I'm never going to be the person, like she just said, who loves going on a jog. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be that person. I have to force myself to go to the gym probably three out of the five or six days that I show up a week. 
I just do. I don't enjoy it. Every, every, my like claim to fame at Orange Theory, I would walk in with like the biggest attitude and they'd be like, and I would just like look at the person at the front desk and I'd be like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be. And they no. would just like laugh. And then by at the end, you know, they always ask you, of course, they're like, how was class? And you're like, hard. And then I would walk out. Like I, mm-hmm. but then like 30 minutes would go by and I'd be like, wow, I actually feel amazing. I have more energy yeah. than I had when I came in here. I love that feeling of muscle fatigue and soreness, not to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Like all of those <laughs> things are like the things that you have to focus on and, and just like that feeling of bettering yourself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you stay focused on getting stronger. Like, you know, when my whole weight loss journey started, there does come a point where like, you feel like you reach a plateau from either repeating something that you're doing or like, that's what happens too. Okay. Well, well, here's the next part of it. You know, I'm, I've been consistent for six to eight weeks. Now I'm on my second month. Now I'm on my third month and now the scale's not moving anymore. So where's the consistency now? Like I, I am being consistent. I have been being consistent and I did see a loss, but now I'm stagnant. So like, where's my motivation now? And I think that you mentioning benchmarks and you mentioning getting stronger is like humongous because there does come a point where as like your body, your physical limitations, whether it's joint pain, whether it's an injury you're working from, like it's going to hinder you being able to progress past a certain point with X, Y, Z. However, there's other ways to challenge yourself. There's other ways to motivate yourself. So when, after I lost like the 30 pounds that I did lose, I would say before I like changed my body composition, because that's, what's interesting. So like, I, I think at my heaviest, I was like 143 maybe. And I think at my lowest in my weight loss journey, I was 112. However, it got to the point where like I was 112 and I still was like, well, what the heck? I'm not happy with the physique. Like I lost weight. I'm not chunky, but I'm not happy with the physique. And so I was like, okay, well, my goal, my motivation is not to lose weight anymore. Now it's to gain stronger or to gain strength, to get stronger. And so like, I've actually gained weight. And like, I know like we kind of joke back and forth because like I will go through bulking seasons where like I'm uncomfortable with my body and I am gaining weight because I'm trying to um, gain muscle, whatever it is. And it's like, during that time, do you think I'm like, super satisfied, super satisfied and super motivated by what I look like. Like, absolutely not. Julie Mm -hmm. knows right now I'm going through a bulk and um, I'm trying to put on weight so I can increase my muscle mass. And it's like, I'm at that pudgy point where it's like, I'm Mm -hmm. used to seeing the girl with like the outlined abs. And now I'm like, oh my God, I don't recognize this body, but she straight up was eating mac and cheese before this. (laughs) Just, I know I, every, everybody in our group is going to be like, oh, this is the night. This is the mac and cheese mm-hmm. and bathrobe. Yes, guys, this yes. is it. Um, and so it's like, you know, I do feel uncomfortable, but rather than me now being motivated by like, oh, I, I do look lean or whatever. It's like, okay, my new focus is last time I was at the gym, I leg pressed 150. Next time I go to the gym, I'm going to try 155. Then I'm going to try 160. So it's like having those incremental benchmark goals. That's my new focus. And like, I'm getting stronger. Am I gaining a little bit of weight is the scale going up yes but my measurements are changing and like I'm seeing progress in other areas so that's my new motivator so like it's okay that it shifts I am gonna kind of piggyback on that Jess I have a question for you because (sighs) there's nothing more frustrating than when like you know when I was doing my public weigh-ins for a while which I really do need to get back to honestly but when I was doing that and I would go up on the scale I would get probably 400 messages a day muscle weighs more than fat, muscle weighs more than fat. And it's like, no, y'all, I ate bad yesterday. Like (laughs) bloat, this is whatever. But like, I kind of want you to like talk about that. Like does muscle weigh more than fat? Like let's, let's hear it. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's break this. Um, let's break this like faux pas here because it, I want to say that the muscle weighs more than fat. Okay. To be scientifically factual, yes, condensed muscle does weigh more than fat. However, has it become like a very general excuse for fluctuation mm -hmm. on other things? And has yeah. it been a cop out for even personal mm -hmm. trainers working with a client? I'm going to say yes. Mm -hmm. And this is not to throw shade. Yeah. I know a lot of you guys do work with personal trainers and I truly, truly do hope that they like have your best interests out. But I will say I've worked with a lot of egotistical personal trainers and it comes to the fact where it's like, you work with a client who's not showing the results at the timeline that you have expected for them. They come in, I've gained a couple pounds this past week. Oh, it's fine. Muscle weighs more than fat. You're increasing your strength gains. But it's like, mm, did you take the time to ask them like, well, how is your water intake? But when you aren't with me, when I don't see you, cause I'm only with you, you know, 30 minutes a day for three times a week. What about all the other hours? Like, what are you doing there? So I definitely think it is a huge cop out. However, two, two big fallacies I want to break when it comes to muscle is, uh, you know, weighs more than fat. Number one, muscle mass is what burns higher calories. So we all have mm -hmm. a basal metabolic rate, like at a steady state, our body is burning X amount of calories just from simply doing nothing. Like the processes of us eating, um, sleeping, you know, walking around, whatever it is, the more muscle you have on your body, the higher that resting metabolic mm -hmm. rate will be. Meaning that mm -hmm. from doing less, your body is burning more calories. This is like why when you see that really jacked like dude standing on the edge of the beach, who's like got a perfect six pack and he's still shoving a Big Mac down his throat. Like he can do that because he has so much muscle mass and it's just like burning that fat as soon as he's eating it. Um, so I think that's like a really huge misconception. Um, and then the other that's like- why I, I get said so is, frustrated. Yeah. Oh, that's why most burns. women absolutely. Oh yeah. The calorie burn and most women in general will be able to relate and say like that they have a significant other or a man in their life that like they hate because they watch them eat and eat and eat and they stay the same. And, you know, we look at cake and like, and still and gain weight. So, um, that's a very, very like valid thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there's Jess and I could probably go on a tangent for a long time and talk about like our journey working together too. And my frustrations with calorie burn and things like that. But yeah. I just feel like, um, you know, muscle weighs more than fat is a very commonly used excuse. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, like, I mean, if you li are lifting super heavy, like whatever, but I just, let's not blame all of our fluctuations and muscle weighs more than fat. Okay. Yeah. There also, it's like huge, just to like piggyback on that. There's like a huge like deviance on that too, because when you are lifting heavy, you like the creatine, the water retention in your muscles, like a lot of those kinds of things can fluctuate weight. Just know that there's more that goes into it guys. Like the, the four pound weight loss in a month. I just, I'm so triggered by you saying that, like, because I just hear it all the time and I'm like, but imagine if you stuck with it and didn't give up, you know, like imagine the person who's yeah. like, well, I only gained four pounds this month, so I'm quitting. And it's like, dude, but what if you stuck with it in 12 months, you would lose like the 52 pounds, you know what I mean? It, so yeah. it's just, it's crazy to me. Like never let a small deficit or a loss of any kind be something that derails you. Like get back on the freaking train, keep on going, you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. So do you want to talk about reward systems? Because I feel like that's really important because I know personally for me, I am the queen of Taco Bell as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, I want to kind of touch on that. 
Yeah, I love like that you touched on benchmarks as a reward system, Mm -hmm. because like, if that is something that motivates you, then, you know, pushing yourself towards achieving a higher benchmark or a higher power output, a higher speed, a higher incline, higher RPMs, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like, I think that that in itself is an awesome reward. But I'm not gonna lie. I know that there's like the ladies out there like, no, I need something, give me something. And you know, Mm -hmm treat yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you should, you worked hard for it. Positive reward systems are awesome. I mean, what's funny is like, do you remember being a kid and you had like a chore reward system or something? Like you would put a gold star if you did something. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the week, your mom would give you allowance. Except right? it wasn't my mom. And it's it was like, my teachers. I didn't have an allowance. I have trauma from that. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, in our house, we had a we had a chores jar, but we also had a swear jar. So, like, I broke even pretty much. Actually, I probably still am in debt to my mom. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, but yeah, we had like so in my house. I mean, I use the star system, but in my house, we had a chore jar so every time you did a chore you put a cotton ball in the jar and at the end of the week however many cotton balls you had like you got a dollar and you could go like oh play gosh. the crane game I was like addicted to the crane game I, that's such a weird fun fact about me by the way and a champion at it as well me too <laughs> no I swear you can ask Chris I can throw down in an arcade and okay let's I not let's it. not get off on this tangent but I will say my claim to fame is one time I got three stuffed animals and one grab. Swear. Right, you beat me. I've only I've only gotten two, but <laughs> you're right. Tangent. Anyone wants to, um, to if anyone wants to challenge us to a claw machine tournament, <laughs> let us know. Bring one. So oh my good. Bring your <laughs> singles. okay so positive reinforcement okay so the whole point of this story is why did we get rid of positive reinforcement or like why did we not carry that with us into adulthood like man I need a reward system Mm -hmm. um yeah for me personally I love like when I feel like I look good I perform so much better like no one can when I put on my cheetah print scarf like no one can touch me you know what I mean (laughs) so So one of my biggest rewards is like, all right, I'll set a goal in four weeks. I want to be able to bench press X amount of weight. When I achieve that goal, your girl hits up Athleta, not even the clearance section. We go in full price and we're going to get ourselves like a cute crop top or a cute sports bra. Um, which by the way, I have to say all bodies are made for crop tops because I mm-hmm. love a girl in a crop top working out. Like, I don't care what your shape size, honey, like own that confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's for me. So like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to buy something. I actually want to, I want to say too, that I actually feel like that can also be your motivation. When I get a cute ass new gym outfit, I'm like, let's go to the gym right now. I got to go. Yes. Show this off. I got to go show this off right now. Cause I feel good. <laughs> I look good. I do think that like, honestly, if y'all are still wearing your like old high school, like basketball shorts and like, stained holy t-shirt to the gym and you're 35 it's time to get new gym wardrobe it's just time I don't know anybody who says that I'm just saying like I'm I'm basically calling Chris out right now actually I was I was literally like waiting for you to stop talking so I could interject and be like you guys have no idea the past two nights I've watched Julie just berate Chris about wearing his old but it's funny because my boyfriend does the same shit he has like the same 
Nike shirts that he wore in high school. Like, I'm yep. like, bro, they're stained. <laughs> Stay. Like, they're stained. Get a new shirt. I actually just ordered yeah. him three pairs of joggers. And then I know Julie ordered Chris stuff because I heard him talking last night. I did. I did. I ordered him stuff from Nike because they were having a sale. But I was like, it's time to get yes. rid of the, the Mill Creek freaking track and field shorts that you've been wearing and that listen. are literally pilling. I hate that. That's like my biggest pet peeve. But listen, if you are balling on a budget, don't even stress. I have gotten some of the cutest leggings at Walmart. I am Amen. like a legging print hoe. I will say it. Like I go down for some like funky print on some leggings uh-huh. <laughs> walmart like their holiday leggings too it's the season tis the season go treat yourself to some five dollar leggings you deserve it yeah walmart does honestly walmart just has great clothes in general but yes they do have good active wear so you don't. it doesn't have to be athleta it doesn't have to be nike but um if you want a link i'll give you one <laughs> She said swipe up on this podcast. <laughs> swipe up on this podcast for my for my Nike shorts. I hope someone is on their treadmill right now as they should be doing their distance run right now that's in their programming, like looking for their link. One can only hope. Mm-hmm. Don't fall off the treadmill, honey. Stay focused. Engage mm-hmm. that pelvic nope. floor. <laughs> so I think there's also like one other really big thing about account uh, about um, you know, consistency and motivation. And that's really why we're all here is because um accountability accountability is huge only holding yourself accountable but finding somebody to hold you accountable and Mm -hmm. last time I know like gently touched on your partner either being an enabler or someone who's holding you accountable so if it's not going to be your partner if it's not going to be somebody who's in your current household finding an accountability buddy or like my favorite term your burn buddy um Mm -hmm. is I think huge and there's so many different ways to hold each other accountable it doesn't have to be like well we live in different states so how the heck are we going to work out together did you check in on your accountability buddy did you send them your calorie burn how much water have they drinking today right like there are so many different ways to just stay connected with accountability. It doesn't have to be, um, well, we're going to work out together right now. Cause I mean, hi, we live in a virtual world too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, accountability buddies don't work for everybody. I think like accountability groups are great, but, um, accountability, um, accountability buddies, as far as like the gym, I mean, I've been let down many, many times by them. So I will caution you guys to that, just offering a different perspective. And, you know, just I'm extremely focused, you can ask Jess, I'm like, Mm -hmm. very a type, I'm very like, ultra focused, like nobody really has like the laser focus that I've ever met in my life when I'm like, (laughs) dedicated to something. And True. so w- when I've been, she's like rolling her eyes right now. Cause she's been like, <laughs> with me nonstop for the past X amount of time, but, but it's true. And it's like, I've had people where they're like, okay, let's be accountability buddies. This was like in college. Let's go to the gym together on campus, whatever. Well, guess who's waiting at the gym at 8am texting that person. Hey, are you on your way? And then it's eight ten. Hey, are you coming? And then at eight 30, you get the text. Oh my gosh, I overslept. Sorry. Not making it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just, just, you have to be your own accountability to a certain extent too. Like you just have to yeah. find 
like I said, just the things we've talked about in here, like hopefully some of it has kind of spoken to you in a way and you're like, okay, I feel like this is something I could incorporate. This is like a good way to stay motivated Mm -hmm. and consistent and accountable um, to myself as well, because you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. You have to. Hell yes. That is so my thing. I can tell you the amount of times when I have like people have been in the middle of a workout and like my biggest thing is like motivation through the workouts. I love that. And like, how many times, Julie, have you heard me say like on the mic, like you are your biggest ally. You are going to stand up for yourself before anybody. Like when I'm working out, the number Mm -hmm. one thing is like, look yourself in the mirror that right there, that is your biggest accountability. Like you are showing up for that competition. Hell yes. Your biggest competition, your only competition and your biggest mm-hmm. ally, like that is your biggest accountability buddy. I, I mean, it is, it's like, kills me that like, that has been your accountability experience because like, I've seen the other side of it where like, I've been a coach and my, there, someone's coming to my class, like, oh, rower six is saved for um Susie. And like, Susie doesn't show. And like, I've seen it and it's like, man, you're letting somebody down. So I want to put this thought in your mind too. Okay. You guys are all here. You're in this accountability group because you know that you need the accountability clearly, right? There's a disconnect somewhere. Mm -hmm. The consistency is not there. You've taken the first step to join this accountability group. Now, my challenge to you is your perspective shift. You don't want to leave that Julie waiting for you at the gym who's like, I need, I need you to show up. You said you were going to be there for me. So now here's the other edge of like the sword. You're in this accountability group for yourself. It's easy to self, but it's not easy to quit on other people. So you to think about is like for the next 30 days, you've got X amount of other people counting on you to show up. So it's like, Mm -hmm. not only are you relying on yourself, not only are you relying on the group, but the group is relying on you. Like trust, if you don't show up one day, like we're going to notice you're not there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You showing up could be to somebody or break their entire day. And I feel like carrying that small, like positive responsibility with you can make the difference if you decide to get that workout in or not. Like, you know, doing it for something bigger than yourself doing it for your why, which like we love to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Jess though, and you can tell me if you agree with this, but you just have to really want it at the end of the day. I, I, I'm trying to think if you used to be in my class, there was like this song I always used to play and the beat was how bad do you want it? And like, to me, it's like, that's the hunger. And I would ask that question at the end of every workout. Cause like, all right, we're there. We made it. We're at the workout. We're consistent. We're showing up. Now you're showing up. Are you being intentional when you're there? Are you maximizing the 30 minutes that you have allotted? Are you making the most of it? And I feel like the number one question to ask yourself when you're looking in the mirror, when you're halfway through that workout and you want to throw in the towel, when you're halfway through your run and you want to half-ass it and lower the speed, how bad do I want it? Mm-hmm. I wanted it bad enough that I showed up here. I wanted it bad enough that I designated this time. Now I'm here. Am mm-hmm. I going to perform like how mm-hmm. bad do you, I want to reach those goals? It's huge. Yep. yep. And I will say, I do have to brag for just a second on coach Jess. I mean, there's a reason that she's sitting on the other podcast with me. Like y'all, there's no better motivator in the world than coach Jess. Like she just has this talent and this ability 
with her words to just light a fire under people that they didn't know that they were capable of. And it is so amazing. And I just like have to, is she going to cry? She's like kind of like getting a little teary right now, I think. But like, it's <laughs> I just the worst true because like, it's just, it's so hard. I, I, I will say this probably in every podcast, but like I have been through so many coaches in my life. And so to have like, for you guys to not have to put in the work to find the right coach, like I'm just like, here you go. Here's your coach <laughs> that's going to do it for you. Here she is. It's just like such a gift for me to be able to share Jess with all of you as well. So anyway, just had to go on that little tangent. Yeah, I Here's know. My... You're going to make me freaking cry, Julie. Well, it's, it's just true. Here's the, here's the gist. Here's the, here's what it boils down to. Okay. Y'all need to make a schedule. You need to stick to it. It has to be your date with yourself. Nothing can get in the way of that time that you've set with yourself to go get your workout in. I, I, you know, like I mentioned, Jess and I have been doing our one-on-ones with our kind of tester group. And I'm asking people, I'm like, do you have a routine? Do you have a schedule? Do you have, there's no consistency. You're not going to bed at the same time every night. You're not eating at the same times. You're not working out at the same time. So like, how do you plan on being successful when your life is chaos? Like, I think that a huge part in it, you may not be a schedule person, but you just have to do it. I'm sorry. You just do. It in mm-hmm. you have to get comfortable and used to doing it because if not, then you're gonna let life get in the way. That's it. Yeah. The hardest part yep. is getting there. You're not gonna be excuse proof. We've talked about it before, ladies. I think um me and Julie do have like a fun little thing we want to do at the end of this podcast, but mm-hmm. I wanna leave you with like one thing to really think about, one thing to really like marinate on. Um, and we'll be talking about it a lot like throughout this challenge because it's not something that you just think about once, acknowledge once and move on. It should really be something that you reflect on and carry with you every single day. And it's something that we asked in the application. And that is for you to sit down, take a look at your goals and to really truly define what your personal why is. Mm-hmm. You want to explain yeah. like what that means to you, Julie? I mean, I just think that a why can't be surface level. It has to be like really, really deep. And it has to just come from like the part of your heart that like you didn't even know that you had. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember Jess, if we talked about this in our last one, but like your why can't be fitting in that pair of jeans. It has to be so much deeper than that. It has to be adding life, adding life to your, you know what I mean? Like, or getting more out of it. I mean, I think that's the point. And even if we did touch on it, like I said, a lot of stuff like this, you guys, it's the same thing in fitness. Like you're going to see the same exercises over and over again to perfect them. You're going to hear the same kind of thing over and over again, because it's got to click. It's just like going to church, hearing the same sermon every Sunday or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Like it's got to marinate. It's got to stick in with you until like, it just is something that becomes what you carry with you every single day. So regardless at the very root of it, when it comes to consistency, remembering your why, remembering why you're showing up, following the steps that Julie said, setting that schedule, not allowing yourself to come up with excuses, It's just holding yourself accountable, committing to being consistent. And I mean, the next 30 days, like we're going to get you there. We're going to start setting those habits and conquering the roadblocks and challenges. And that's what accountability group is about. Amen, sister. Okay. All right. So we were going to church. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Okay. So Jess and I have to play this little game at the end. Um, You may have heard of her before. This or that. This or that. (laughs) It's a very simple this game. This or that. Here, 
here are the rules. You can only okay. choose one, this or that. Julie, you were supposed oh. to do a jingle. Come on. I was oh, counting I don't on have it. a jingle. I'm too tired for that, Jess. Come on. She's... Okay, so again, Jess, should we alternate? Like, I'll do one, you do one type of thing? Yeah, let's alternate. Okay, okay, I'll start. Okay, Jess, pizza or cookies? Cookies. My nickname is Cookie Costanzo. Come on. Hello. Wait, what? You didn't know about Cookie Costanzo? Yes. No. Girl. I I'm love that name. Monster. Okay, I love Julie. That name. Thank you. This is, I'm going to get offended. OTF or burn boot camp? Oh, gosh. I can't choose. Okay, you can't do that to me. Burn boot camp. <laughs> oh, what a hater. <laughs> No, it's just so much more challenging to me. Okay. Jess, cuddles or no cuddles? Let me add oh. an asterisk. Like at night, like in the bed. Oh, mm, I'm a tuck and roll kind of girl. So I'm going to say no cuddles. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. That's a friend's reference for all you cool cats out there. <laughs> oh all right, God. Julie. For all you smelly Diag- cats out there. What you should have said. <laughs> dang it you really God, missed the opportunity <laughs> i know i hate when you're funnier than me Gross. <laughs> okay diet coke or pickles oh oh diet coke i knew it all day every day i freaking love diet coke okay jess's questions are so much better than mine. i'm annoyed okay christmas or new year's Oh, Christmas. I am a, one of my goals in life is to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie before I die. Corn's like, yes, okay, Julie, good. (laughs) That is so funny. If anybody has any Hallmark hookups, H her up. I don't know why I said it like that. Hit her up. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right, Julie, the Sims or Fortnite? Oh, she went for the kill on these. Honestly, I do have to say The Sims is the OG, and I have spent money on The Sims, so that must be the winner. (laughs) I have never spent money on Fortnite. Literally, like, when eight-year-olds find out that I play Fortnite, sometimes they're like, what battle pass number? What? I don't know what that is. I literally just log in and hit start. Like, I don't know. I don't have any cool outfits or skins, I think. Skins, get with the lingo. Get with it. Okay. Um, for the record, by the way, Jess also plays video games. So yeah, and she plays way dorkier video games than me. So it's fine. (laughs) Um okay, Jess. Arm day or oh yeah day. I I am that dude that skips leg day. Like that's why my goal this month is to hit legs twice. A week because I'm like this month girl you are strictly focusing on legs I skip leg day the majority of the time I would say I hate it I hate every second I'm a runner and I love my boulder shoulders that's it <laughs> end of story love. all right date night with Chris or drinks with the girls oh shoot probably date night with Chris just because you know we don't get to do it that often so yeah. it's nice and drinks with the girls time. If you mean drinks with a two gay BFFs, um, yeah, I don't know. The girls, Austin, Jonathan, shout out. Yep. Shout out to Austin and Jonathan, my OG princesses. Okay. (laughs) Jess, very important question. Craft or Velveeta? Velveeta all the Mm -hmm. way. There is just something about artificial cheese, honey. We talked about it. It's 
plasticky cheese for me. <laughs> it All really right. does be a little bit plasticky, doesn't it? I, I like kind of metallic, but I'm into it in a weird way. Um, all right. This is my last question for you. I need you to just think of the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. I'm ready? Scared. One has to go. Pepper or Chris? Pepper. <laughs> Goodbye, Pepper. Nobody ever has to take a dump in my house ever again. <laughs> Literally. Who wants it? We should have a drinking game. Take a shot for every time I pick up a pile of poop from literally i'll just send everybody in the um in the group me and everybody has to do squats every time 10 squats (laughs) every time i say i send the poop emoji and that means i just picked up a pile from pepper (laughs) okay my last one somebody sends this girl help with her dogs please it's bad it's so bad i'm sent help please (laughs) okay all right last one jess parties or movies Oh, movies. I am so antisocial. Like, it's so weird because everyone right now is like rolling their eyes like, nah, Jessica, you're my best friend. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm such an introverted extrovert. Like, girl can turn it on, but like, mm-hmm. I can binge watch some movies. I'm going to Julie's mm-hmm. Theater soon, y'all. <laughs> yes. Jess? She has a snack bar. <laughs> I do. I do. And you know what I will have to say? I have to pat myself on the back. I have a lot of strong will when it comes to that snack bar because I spend majority of my day in that room pretty much every day just because it's cold and dark and comfortable and I could take my laptop in there and get work done and I'm never tempted by the snack bar it's, so it's because it's available that's awesome yeah. I mean, it is really good for you but I feel that way I'm like when there's a lot of something I'm like okay I don't feel like someone's gonna take it soon so like it's okay that's how you know that Jess grew up with siblings in her house <laughs> that's such a person with siblings thing to say if you've never written your name on the top of your to-go box, like <laughs> with like engraved it in the styrofoam, do not touch or written some sort of like shady message like that. Like you didn't have siblings. No, Plain even better, even better. If you've never cried over a stolen cosmic brownie that you specifically <laughs> hid in the back of the pantry and then your brother guiltily is like oh I thought I hid that there like I've I've had tears over cosmic brownies for sure fat kid problems it's valid it's valid it's valid I I to this day love a cosmic brownie I have a really hard time saying no to those no Julie that's worse than plastic cheese that's disgusting I'm judging what you You cried over them I've never cried over one well, I was really into them at that point, but now I'm more of a little bites kind of girl. <laughs> I do like a little bites too. There's just not enough in those. Okay. No. Let's stop talking about food and tempting our listeners. Okay, <laughs> guys, this was, um, this was r- really interesting. Fun. <laughs> so you're welcome. I'll let Jess do, do our little, our little closing regard. Our outro. Do you want me to jingle on the way out as well? <laughs> please, please do. If any, if any of you are low key DJs in heart and like secretly want to break out and like be the next big wedding DJ, let us know. We are hiring and we need someone to write us an outro. Until then, wicka wet. No, oh my God, I hate myself. I can't. <laughs> she just did the hand movement too. Oh my God. I funny. did the little scratching. I just scratched records. Are we? I know at least 
least a couple of us are age appropriate to accept that. Anyways, okay, lovely ladies, you guys are sexy. You guys are awesome. We're so happy that you're enjoying and sticking with the program. This is week number two's podcast. Consistency is key. Getting fresh with Jules and Jess. That's kind of what we're getting Ooh. somewhere with that, I think. I like yeah, that. Have a great rest of your week. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you know that our emails, our DMs are open. Hit us up in the group, me, and um, get to journaling about your feelings about this podcast. Yes, yeah. I am. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram if you don't already, at say yes to fresh at Jess underscore say yes. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.